Welcome to the Everything Early Childhood podcast designed for approved providers, nominated supervisors, and other childcare business leaders. This fun, lighthearted, and very serious podcast features weekly episodes on strategy, advice, and conversations with fascinating and inspiring people from across our sector. Join the journey and have access to the tools and inspiration you need to create high-performing childcare businesses. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Everything Early Childhood. Today, we are coming to you live with a an episode all about your QIP as a bit of an introduction. So what is a QIP? A QIP is a quality improvement plan. We've decided to touch base on this topic as we put out a bit of a poll to our community and this was top of the list. So I'm really excited to be sharing a little bit about the quality improvement plan with you and we really encourage you to share this with your team so that they also at every different level so that they have an understanding of what a quality improvement plan is too. So a quality improvement plan is a working, living, ongoing document, so whichever word you like to use, but it is important that this document is able to be ongoing and living within your service. So it's a document to self-assess the quality of the service's performance against the national quality standards, so the 15 national quality standards and the elements, so 40 elements. So if you don't already, make sure that you have the overview to the national quality standards up in your service and every feedback and conversation that you're having, making sure that you're using that language within your service each and every day. So why do we need a quality improvement plan? So one, it's a regulation. So under regulation 55 and 56, just in summary, it states that we need to A, have a quality improvement plan. B, we need to review and revise annually and make sure that it's available. And if you are a new provider, you need to make sure within three months of your service approval being granted that you have established a quality improvement plan. So it's also a really great way for services to assess where you're at, what improvements you need to have in place. And at the end of the podcast, I'll give you some tips which will help you to um, implement it in your service. So what does it need to look like? There is no set criteria of how a quality improvement plan needs to look. A CEQA does have a um, template that you can download and use as a starting point. You don't even need to um, have a touch base on every single one of their criteria or fill in every single one of their columns. It literally just needs to have your improvements. So it's up to you and your service to design one and a document that works for you. The most important thing is to make sure that this document is living, ongoing, making sure that you can add to it consistently and make sure that it works for your service. And you want to make sure that you can get every single person involved in this process. So interestingly, um, there is a set criteria of what needs to be included in your quality improvement plan. However, it doesn't state that you need to have your strengths listed. Even though I think as a sector, we need to do much, much better at celebrating our strengths and having different um, strategies in place. So I might have to get a guest, an upcoming guest on a future episode about how to celebrate your strengths. Um, However, all you need to include in your quality improvement plan is one, a statement of philosophy 
and two, your areas for improvement and just progress notes with those goals with how you're going to achieve those areas for improvement. I met with a service the other day and they said, oh, but if we add that to um, as an improvement, we won't get exceeding in that area. That is not true. So just because you have it as an improvement, it doesn't mean that your service rating is working towards for that um, element or that quality area. Um, It's simply, you simply need to be really mindful around the wording that you use when you are writing your quality improvement plan. Keep in mind that the quality improvement plan is the assessor's first impression of your service. So you want to make sure that that impression counts. So the most important thing in your whole service is your philosophy. So if you haven't updated your philosophy recently, please make sure that you do so. You want to make sure that your philosophy really paints a picture of your of the unique service that you provide to your community. Looking at the education, looking at the community, looking at your relationships, it can be written however you like, but it needs to really resonate with your service. And even though even if you're not providing that philosophy right now, but it's a future aim to provide that, think deep into the future, like reflect on what you want your service or your company to be and write that philosophy for that moment, because this will really help you to have these goals to um, actively make sure that you're working on that each and every day. So here are some tips um, to help you with your QIP. So feedback has been that writing a QIP is just way too much work. People hate doing it. It's not fun, but why not? It doesn't have to be hard work. It doesn't have to be a lot of work. You can find a system that works for you. And that is all it is. It's a systematic approach to documenting your progress notes. And just remember, if you're a nominated supervisor, you don't have to, or approved provider, you don't have to wear all the hats within your service. It is important to make sure that you are delegating, making sure that you really understand your team members, look at their strengths, um, look at what they love, look at their passions, and let them be the driver of one of your improvements. You want to make sure that you have a system to work on it each month. So what I recommend is meeting up with your leadership team. So whether that's your um, nominated supervisor, educational leader and 2IC perhaps. So have a system where you meet every single month and you go over what we've achieved last month and what we are going to achieve in the next month. Take that information to your team meeting. So every single thing that you do within your service should come back to your QIP. So I mean your professional development, goals, your team meetings, your program with the children, everything should come back to those goals because I want to encourage you to only have a maximum of three to four goals in total. People look at me like I'm crazy. I go to services and they've got seven, 10, 15 goals, one for every quality area. We can't miss one. You don't have to do that because I want to encourage you to integrate the elements there are, we want to have big goals, big long-term goals. So um, for an exceeding service, every single goal that you have, you are working on those exceeding themes. So your goal in your service is to get meeting, to get to a meeting level for every single element. 
Once you are confident that you are at a meeting level, every single goal that you have will be working towards an exceeding theme. Now, I'll do another episode on exceeding themes to be able to unpack that for you a little bit more. But um, what I want to encourage you is really important to focus on your language. So the language that you are using when you're writing your quality improvement plan. If you write in one of your improvements, we're working towards X, Y, and Z, then immediately the assessor is going to be flagged with that language that you are still working towards. What you want to highlight is that you are already meeting this element, but you want to go above and beyond or you want to extend on that or where it's come from. So um, through critical reflection, we have established that we need to do more blah, blah, blah. So it's really important to make sure that you focus on that language and make sure that you're using exceeding language throughout all of your documentation in your service. I could talk about the QIP all day long and I'm more than happy to, but we just wanted to do a quick episode today just to share a little bit with you around the QIP, what it is, just a little bit of an introduction. So if you're looking at help with your service, um, make sure that A1, you follow us on socials. Um, We've got heaps of um, different resources and handouts that we share that you can download. Um, A lot of services that we work with have our, um, I love a good Wordle, so they've got our working towards meeting and exceeding language Wordles up in their service where they program. Um, The second thing we can do is we can do team training. So we can help your team to write or learn how to write an exceeding quality improvement plan. The second thing is a mock audit. So we go, this is one of our most popular services. It's a full day that we get to spend with you at your service. Um, We do um, site, observe and discuss all of your practices within your service and all of your documentation. And we give you an overall view with goals and things to work on. Plus, we share all of our resources that you're missing with your service as well. And we can read it for you. So if you're wanting us to have a little read of your quality improvement plan, even just sections of that, we can organise that as well. But please, thank you so much for listening to us today. If you have any questions around your quality improvement plan, how to make it a working document, or if you want help even designing one that works for you and your service, please get in touch with us. Um, You can go to our website, www.platinumed.com.au, or you can follow us on socials, Lisa Brown dash Platinum Education Group. And we look forward to connecting with you again soon. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode on everything early childhood. We look forward to catching you in a future episode. But until then, keep making every moment count.